it's Jim Conley from the Grow Microbiology Podcast. Really nice to be here with you all today. I'm going to actually conduct a solo show, and I picked a topic that I hope is of interest to you because of the time of year, or the fast approaching time of the year, where it's exam season. And I'm going to actually reference here an article that was written by Amy Den Perry, who's a lecturer at Texas State University. She's also an alumni from that school. Uh, She teaches in the political science department, and she wrote this awesome article. And I think one of the things you're going to enjoy from her, she's got a lot of experience as she tutors student-athletes. She also um, has been teaching for a long time and really started with McGraw-Hill as a faculty consultant in 2018. But she's really passionate about helping her students, and she's excited about her role in education. She wrote this article. It's called The Exam Hurdle, Five Tips to Prepare Your Students for Midterms. I absolutely love this one. Okay, so here's what I'm going to do. If you're an instructor, that's ideally who this podcast is built for, but today's an exception. If you're a student, you can also listen to this and benefit from it. So I'm going to walk through Amy's five tips to help you perform better and really prepare for exams. And I'm going to do something a little bit different today. I'm going to give you my take. So I'm going to go back a long way. So a little bit about me as your host here. I was a community college student, so I went to a community college for two years. I was a college of DuPage in Chicago, Illinois, uh, one of the suburbs. And then from there, I transferred to the University of Iowa, and that's where I'll probably give you some unique experiences from my time at the University of Iowa, where we had a lot of midterms and final exams. And similar to you all, maybe listening to this, a lot of the exam work that I did, it was a result of a major portion of my grade. Now, a little story about me, um, when I was a student in high school, I was an average student. I was a uh, 2.2, I believe, was my graduating GPA. Then when I went to the community college, I got my grades up, which was great. And then for the four-year school, I was always really worried about performance, and I was worried that I wouldn't end up with the degree, and I'm grateful that I was able to do so. Um, And I think some of the perspective that I'll share with you today I hope will help you and make you feel like you're A, not alone, and then I'm also proof positive that you can be successful, you know, regardless of your ability level in uh, performing well on exams. Okay, so here we have it. Amy's first tip, um, and she's talking about help students study smarter. Now, me as a representative of the publishing company, I could talk about Connect, SmartBook, and a lot of other things that I probably should talk about. But I'm going to reserve those off to the side, and we're going to talk about things that really don't matter whether you're a McGraw-Hill customer or you're using a competitor's product. If you're just a student in general, you can actually take these principles and really utilize them. So the first thing that Amy talks about is making flashcards. And her recommendation is to make your flashcards out of index cards. And like she said in her article real well, it seems like a simple idea. But this is a really effective way for you to really learn the material better and then kind of test yourself. Now, one thing that I jotted down as a note for me, and this is my experience as a student, is when I did this in college, I found that I benefited from the topic or the idea of imprinting. So I could read in my book like I did back then. I could go to a website, which was fairly new at that time, not to date myself, But for me, it was very interesting to see how I learned the material better when I wrote it down. And that's the topic of imprinting. And I think that's another benefit of the process of building your own flashcards and really helping yourself. Second tip that Amy talks about and helps you help your students study better, 
or smarter, is reading out loud. So if you take those flashcards or your textbook and then you read them out loud, then you're actually exercising some more of your senses. So you're actually seeing the content, you're hearing it, and now you're speaking it. And this is, as Amy talked about, a really highly effective way of learning the material. And you could also do this with your buddies, too, you know, in study groups and whatnot. I think that's uh, really effective. And to me, the, the note I jotted down when I did this in college is I found that when I read it out loud, albeit it was a little strange for me initially, it helped me become more confident with the material. And I think that's what you'll benefit from. Okay, the last bullet in Amy's Help Students Study Smarter is review prior to exams. Now, this one is really, really important. And I know that if you're new to taking exams, this might be a given. If you've been taking exams for a while, you'll know that your success is largely going to be dictated by the time that you're going to put in. And it really is a good idea to spend a lot of time um, preparing for those midterms and those finals. Now, to give you an idea, back when I was taking uh, midterms and finals, I remember there were some final exams that I took in my coursework where I was studying just on one, for one exam, over 12 hours. And I definitely didn't cram. I didn't do it all at once. I would prepare, you know, weeks before that midterm or that final and really kind of plug that time in. And that really kind of eased my um, anxiety that I had about the exam. Now, I did forget one thing, and this is the one that I probably shouldn't have forgotten for you. And it's so, so, so important. It's a simple topic. Amy says it three times. Positivity, positivity, positivity. It goes without saying that whether you're taking a final exam or a midterm exam, or if you do what I do for a living where you're giving presentations, you're having sales calls and different things like that where you have to perform, I guarantee you one thing. If you are positive with yourself, if you have good positive self-talk, then you are likely going to dictate that positive outcome for yourself. But it really starts within yourself. And one of the best stories I can relate to you, and and I know uh, for some of you younger folks in the audience, you might have to actually Google this person, but there's an Olympian by the name of Mary Lou Retton. And I actually got to see Mary Lou talk once, and she talked about positivity. And she had trained for a gold medal in a certain activity I think it was the uh, vault, if I remember correctly. I should know those a little bit better. But she had to actually score a 10, which is virtually impossible. Um, Very few people go on that uh, particular exercise and actually do earn a 10. And she got there and she was hurt. She had to earn that 10. And before she started, she said, need a 10, got a 10. Need a 10, got a 10. It was her way of being positive with herself. And then guess what happened? Mary Loretta did that vault, and she got a 10. So that same dynamic, that same principle can apply for you here when you're taking your exams. All right, number two for Amy's article here, office hours and email responses. Now, this one I'm also a gigantic fan of, and I did this a lot when I was an undergrad. Um, Office hours are going to be your friend, and I'll say this. Every single one of your microbiology professors or anybody that's teaching you They're doing this because they want to see you be successful. They also want to share their knowledge with you, which is critically important to them. So they're going to make themselves available. So make sure that you know when their office hours are 
And obviously you can look at the syllabus and a lot of instructors will post these things online or in their homework system like Connect. But make sure you know where they're at and really find them for that one-on-one time. That's something that you're really going to benefit from. The second recommendation that Amy has here that I love to pieces is tutoring sessions. Now, tutoring sessions are things that you can schedule not only with your faculty member that you're taking the course from. You can sign up for tutoring services and different things like that. Um, You could also maybe tutor each other. That might be another topic or concept that you take advantage of. But definitely focus on those tutoring sessions that will really help you out quite a bit. Now, when you look at frequent communication, this is a tip for the instructors. Your students are really panicked often about the midterms and about the finals that they're taking. And just know that making yourself present to them is really going to help a lot because you're really their lifeline when they're heading into that high-performance situation. Okay, number three, review study strategies and smart test-taking skills. Now, this is one where I could say that when I reflect back on my academic experience as an undergrad, I didn't do this one well at all, and I probably suffered a little bit more. I had to struggle a bit more to perform well in the exams. Okay, so here you go. If you're a student... You have to think about your night before the exam prep. So the recommendation here is make sure you get enough sleep. I did not do that. Eat real food. I'm sure I didn't do that as well. I ate real food, but it was like Doritos and a lot of other things that weren't the best for me. And then drink water. So if you sleep, you eat real food, and you drink water, that makes a lot of sense. As an ex-anatomy and physiology guy, your body's a machine. What you put into it, how you take care of it, is definitely going to help you when you go to those exams. And then the second thing here that Amy's talking about in this little sub-area is key study strategies. So when you look at your textbook, make sure you pay attention to the bold words and the big concepts. Um, It makes sense that when you're in lecture, all the way up to that exam, and every time you're in a lecture, make sure you pay attention to the professor. Now, this is one not to lecture you guys. It's funny that I'm talking about being present in a lecture and lecturing on the whole topic, but your faculty member is really a font of knowledge and they know a lot about the subject material. So when you're there, it's best to really pay attention to them and not Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, or whatever else might be happening in your life at that point. Do that later. Okay, this is one that I struggled with a little bit too when I was an undergrad. Don't just memorize the rote facts. You want to really go for complete understanding. And that one's a little bit more difficult. That really kind of implies you've got to go back and read. Um, Your homework systems out there will do a really good job of guiding you through there. And then if your instructor has an exam review, I highly recommend that you really take advantage of that because that's going to give you some nice practice um, opportunities. And if they don't do that, this is actually something that I did do as an undergrad. You can build your own quizzes. Now, I know that takes a lot of time, and there are other homework systems like Connect. We've got a wonderful smart book that you can use where you don't have to really write down all the questions yourself. But going through the process of really quizzing yourself will really prepare you for that exam situation where it's really all systems go and it's high stakes. Okay, so here's another one that I think is really good. When you actually get to um, test-taking skills and things that you want to really pay attention to for yourself, the recommendation here is don't rush. So you get to that exam, even though you might be a little nervous, your breathing might be elevated, all those things, make sure you don't rush to that exam. Um, Really kind of take your time, but also be aware of 
the exam constraints. So if you only have an hour, make sure you are getting through enough of the questions so you can finish the exam. I'll tell you a funny story about that here in a minute. Um, go through the exam and answer the question that you know first. This is what Amy recommends. I personally would not do this. Um, I know there are a lot of you that would. But the reason why I wouldn't do this is just for me and my style, I might miss some questions because now I have to go back and pay attention to the ones that I didn't answer. But certainly Amy's point here is also good that if you answer the questions you know, that can give you some confidence. Um, she does recommend here if you do do this strategy, make sure you note or make a star around some of the difficult questions. And then that way you can return to those later. As long as you inventory this for yourself, I think that you'll be fine. And then often when you look at your course, your instructor's probably giving you a bunch of quizzes and other exams. Often they're kind of tipping their hand to what they're going to be asking you later on those high stakes exams. So kind of think about the format that, you know, your instructor's already been impressing upon you um, throughout the course to that point. And then obviously if you look at test formats, question formats, you know, a lot of times you can look at difficult questions and then just the process of elimination in some of the formats like a multiple choice can kind of guide you through what the actual answer might be for, um, you know, that particular question. Okay, so we're traveling along pretty well here. Ooh, sorry, quick story. I meant to go back to this. Uh, knowing your time constraints on an exam. So I actually did this and I already threw myself under the bus about... Uh, there was one day where I studied for an exam pretty much all night. I was really worried about it. I didn't drink coffee at the time, but I thought it would be a good idea because I had to stay up all night. I drank, I believe it was a 12-pack of there's either Diet Dr. Pepper or it might have been the high-octane stuff, uh, leaded Dr. Pepper. But guess what happened to me when I got to the exam? I got to the exam. I was all charged up. I went through the first 20 questions out of 100, and then all of a sudden I crashed. I believe it was my third exam of the day, um, so I had a bunch going on, a bunch of things going on. I literally fell asleep during a final exam. Now, I don't know how long I was asleep. I ended up finishing the exam, did really well on it, but it was the scariest thing I ever uh, experienced because I was out cold. I had no idea where I was. When I woke up, I had no idea what time it was. I had to really orient myself. But this kind of speaks to make sure you get your sleep, eat well, Drink the water, not always the diet, Dr. Pepper, Dr. Pepper. It's certainly not 12 of them the night before an exam. Anyway, okay, so number four on Amy's uh, recommendations, and this is for the faculty members out there. Um, so if you're a faculty member, her recommendation is explain your exam expectations. Now, if you're a student, I'm going to flip it a little bit. So for the faculty out there, make sure that you tell your students what they're in for. How long is the exam? What's the format? Is it going to be open answer? Is it multiple choice? Is it going to be essay? That's going to help your students prepare. Now, if you're a student and your faculty member did not do that, remember, we talked about office hours. Go ask them. Hey, Professor Jones, I'm really excited about this uh, final exam or the midterm. What's the format going to be? Roughly how many questions are you going to have on the exam? Now, they may not want to tell you that, but is, you can ask them a lot of questions about the exam, and they're going to know that you're really interested. And I guarantee you this is an experience that I had as an undergrad. They're probably going to be looking specifically at your answers on those exams and seeing how you did. And sometimes I know I benefited from there were times where maybe I didn't perform as well, 
and there might have been some extra question, extra credit questions. And I know I benefited in some cases because I showed that effort early on from that faculty member giving me some uh, bonus points, if you will. Okay, this last one is going to be only for the instructors that are listening. So for your students, definitely don't pay attention to this. But the free faculty in the podcast listening, remember that your class, your microbiology class, is not the only class that your students are enrolled in. So I know this is hard for us as instructors, right? So you think that your exam, your course and your exam is the only thing going on in their lives. Just know that the perspective of your student is that they have a lot going on. And I referenced earlier that day that I took three exams in one day, almost fell, I fell asleep in the one. Um, that was something that maybe that instructor that was giving me that exam, they didn't even know that. I certainly didn't tell them, and maybe they wouldn't have cared anyway, but there's just a lot going on. So just know that your students are really trying to do a good job, most of them. If you guys are listening to this, hopefully you are. Um, but they're trying to do a good job, so maybe having some perspective, knowing that this isn't the only thing that they have, and maybe it would be good to throw a couple extra bonus points out there for them, four extra credit as long as they fill them out. So there you have it. My take on Amy Den Perry's awesome article on uh, exam prep, how you can help your students better prepare for exams. And as a bonus here, I'm actually going to um, post this in the show notes for you. And then if you have a couple of ideas that you want to share, maybe something that Amy didn't reference here, maybe you have a good tip or trick that you do for your students that you want to share along, send that on to me. And we'll see if maybe we can do a revised article or maybe have you write one where we extend it a little bit and really amplify your good message to the world. But I want to thank you all for listening to this episode of the Grow Microbiology Podcast. These are a lot of fun to do, and if you have show días, send those along to me at james.connely at mheducation.com. And then also, if you want to give us a rating, that always helps us get the show discovered to other faculty members and students uh, for some of these student-based shows that might go either way. Uh, leave us a rating, if you will. We really appreciate that. And I want to thank you all for listening to this episode of the Grow Microbiology Podcast.